This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. Uh, As the nice lady said, this is Tom Jacobs. I'm on the web at tdjacobs.com and on the planet in Tucson, Arizona. This is The Soul's Journey. This is talking about... Well, it's kind of an intersection of me doing karmic astrology uh, as learned from people and then from an ascended master uh, that I work with. And I'll talk about him a little later in the show because some of these insights come straight from him that I'll share with you tonight. And uh, working with dead people to understand what they thought their souls were about, their journeys, and then after they passed away, what was really happening. And uh, just a lot of uh, intuitive research and scanning people's chakras and past lives and all that. So I, I bring that all together to help you understand more about what you're doing here. So tonight is all about um, gender and soul. I've talked a little bit about the this topic in different ways for a moment here or there. Um, but this is going to be a real kind of a specific exploration of, uh, of that topic, and I am going to include probably pretty brief analyses, but some karmic profiles of uh, Bruce Jenner and Chelsea Manning. And I'll give you their birth data, too. You can see their charts and, and what I see about what the soul states is its human mission, given this particular chart. We, we, um, we do have a, a time for Jenner, but we don't for Manning. And that does make a little difference, but we can still see major life themes that come up there. So, um, uh, yeah, let me just do some announcements first. Um, I've just, I've had such a busy day that I'm kind of sitting here thinking, when I heard the theme music and I was waiting to come on, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to, now I have to think and talk about one thing because I've been, all over the place, getting a tremendous amount of stuff done. The the new moon in the last minute of Aquarius today was trining my first house Mars from the fifth. Uh, so from my fifth, so I had this uh, sense of being highly energized, and I was able to get a lot of logistics done that have been percolating for weeks. So just kind of um, now I'm in this mode. Oh, I have to sit still and talk and think linearly. Okay, and also the last few weeks I've been doing quite a lot of um, uh, energetic exploration and also channeling uh, and, and intuitive research uh, and some intellectual research actually too, some um, looking into what people's brains say about certain things, uh, about different um, certain health situations and how to work with certain crystals for different purposes. And as you heard last week on the show, I gave you a recap of some of my experiences over the first couple of weeks of going to uh, the Tucson Gem and Mineral Show, which is the biggest anywhere. It's in, you know, it happens in my city every uh, February for a couple of weeks. So I've been just kind of processing what I learned when I was there, having developing some relationships with things that I bought <laughs> that I will use for myself, and some of those that I will also turn around and develop as tools for you to expand consciousness, get grounded, heal health. You know, concerns uh, come into balance, uh, get grounded, all those kinds of things. So anyway, um, 
that has been happening, and that's pretty exciting. And also today, uh, so as far as announcements go, if you're in Tucson, March 14th, I'm doing a spring cleaning slash energetic clearing event uh, in my home through my meetup group, Shift. So you can go look that up if you're in Tucson. Uh, separately, I've set up a two-week trip uh, to Vancouver, British Columbia, and then also Portland, Oregon, and Vancouver, Washington, between April 16th and May 4th. Um, I put some dates in my site's uh, calendar, and yet, uh, but I'll be blogging and doing some social media stuff soon to announce details. Already, there are a number of uh, workshops and talks, including channeling things and energy work things, and soon to be astrology things set up uh, in both places. I'll probably be doing, I don't know, maybe eight or nine events between the two weeks between the three cities. So that's very exciting. So you can keep up, uh, you know, keep in, in in touch with that. But I just got a lot of that uh, set today, which is very exciting. So, what other announcements? Oh, well, the uh, charged onyx slash agate, which uh, I've charged for Plutonian empowerment, uh, coming into balance with all Plutonian issues in general, but specifically if you have trauma or PTSD or have a lot of deep Plutonian fears or phobias or anxiety or depressiveness or you know, a tremendous amount of self-hatred for any reason, anything like that where you may hold yourself back from stepping into what you know is wonderful about you, then these charged onyx slash agate pieces are for you, and those are available through my site. During the, during the show, you'll hear, you'll hear a, a commercial with a nice lady's voice about charged red jasper for healing second chakra issues and also you know, money relationships, sexuality, boundaries, saying yes and no, abuse of all kinds, anger. Um, and also tiger iron, which is directed at the lower three chakras as a whole. So family issues, safety, security, also money and relationships to some degree and self-esteem and overcoming self-regret, self-doubt and that kind of thing with the third chakra. Um, but I've added now the onyx or agate. The reason I'm saying it that way is when you when you see me when you find my blog and find my site and you find the onyx page, it's all called onyx. And the channel document from Jehudi that I want you to read about PTSD, trauma, and onyx, and the soul's experience of our human pain is part of that part of that story in that document. I really want you to read it. Uh, I want everyone to read it. It's 26 pages, kind of a little time investment, but it's channeled. It will affect your consciousness in a positive way. Um, that's all going to be called onyx stuff, but for those of you who know better, <laughs> most of us call black agate onyx. And we have this image in our mind that onyx is black. So when you see a black stone that's like this, you know, people will call it onyx, you'll think it's onyx. Um, onyx is a kind of agate, which is a very broad category of, of stone. So onyx is a, is one, you know, one category within these several categories. Um, real onyx is banded. And you'll see it either white or you'll see it black, but you might not see the banding if it's black or they may have white bands. But anyway, so what I'm doing is agate and some onyx. But anyway, that's just in case some of you are saying, he's not really talking about onyx. I kind of am because I'm kind of addressing how people, you know, in the collective assume, you know, that onyx is black and then if it's black, it's onyx. So, so anyway, I did get feedback from, a uh, colleague and friend uh, today, another astrologer who uh, does energy work and is is attuned to uh, to different things about consciousness. And I'm going to read to you what she wrote me because I love it. 
Um, I talked to her Thursday, told her about it, just conversationally. She said, that sounds like it's for me. So she purchased one. I mailed it. She says, the stone arrived today. It looks, it feels exactly how I saw it. It actually started working me with me last Thursday after we spoke. First night, a guide took me to a sort of hut, and a shaman invited me to drink a special kind of tea that was going to help me reconstruct myself. Step one, I was told, was to remove the crutches I have used in the past, including self-hatred, not feeling lovable, and being caged. I am awake during this journey. This was the first night. Things have been unfolding since then. We seem to be on a path right now that is something like episode one in the series, insert her name, finds her backbone. So I just really, uh, I just really love that because this Plutonian empowerment, uh, with the Onyx is, is fantastic. And we, when we start working with these uh, that are supercharged with the energies of Jehudi and Metatron, um, Plutonian blocks will be revealed. And in her case, maybe a sense of not feeling empowered, you know, uh, but some of us will encounter things that disempower us or that we're afraid of, you know, what we may do, what we could do. So, you know, this old, um, this, uh, common thing that's, that's, um, we're not, it's attributed to different people. And I've made a joke about that on the show before, but, um, it's not that we're afraid of being powerless. We're afraid of being powerful. Like we're afraid of our own strength. Uh, it's not that we're afraid to be weak. And, um, this Plutonian process of, of healing is really to encounter a fear that we use to hold ourselves back. And, uh, and then moving through it intentionally. So that's what the Onyx are about. Those are available on my site, and I have been sourcing more. So once this first round of 20 has found homes, I will be able to charge maybe double that, and then I have a, a lead on how to get more too. So this is not something that's going away. I'm going to be talking about it quite a lot, probably for a very long time, and then also adding some other crystals soon, but the, the thrust is really on the Onyx. So for me, it's been really helping me deal with anger. And being frustrated about certain things and, and, um, I, I sit at my desk most, you know, during the work day and my work day is, it could be early in the morning, late at night, middle of the night. It's not 24 seven, but it is for hours. I, I'm at my desk and when technical things go wrong, I really get frustrated sometimes. And the Onyx has been helping me transform my reaction to that. It's really fantastic. So, so that's, uh, really what's going on. If you've noticed a difference, I notice a difference in my energy and the vibration of my voice. I've had a real heart opening following working with the Onyx because I've had to deal with anger, fear, pain, guilt, regret, shame, kind of dark, what we'd think of as negative Plutonian things or dark feelings. And once you step into those things in a conscious way, <clears throat> as I instruct people to do, you have more access to what makes you passionate. And that will open your heart to be more loving. So I'm having this general, you know, heart opening for, you know, specific and, and, and generally, uh, because I'm working with the Onyx all the time. So, so anyway, so check that out. I've reorganized the uh, crystals part of my site. So when you go there, instead of seeing Tiger Iron, and then you have to go link somewhere else for Red Jasper, when you go there, you'll see links to all the pages of crystals that are available and some pictures of what's coming soon including uh, some other things that are on there. So you can check that out at uh, tdjacobs.com forward slash crystals dot html. So uh, let's get into the uh, soul and gender. We tend to think, our minds tend to want to categorize. We tend to think of things in terms of categories. And um, right now on the planet, we are confronting 
three major things that kind of fit within one one overarching category that represents really intense potentially explosive collective growth and it's all about how we deal with the other so race gender and religion and politics kind of i kind of categorize them together because i look at religion as a politicized structure into which to try to fit what you believe in. But it's all about politics because it's about a community and protecting a community. It's, you know, that's really what religion boils down to for most of the time in the final, final analysis. So how to deal with the other is a major human, uh, collective evolutionary front right now. What are we going to do with those other people? You know, over the last few decades, we've been confronting, are those people with that other skin color really as good as we are? Are those people of that other gender smart enough to have the same jobs? And if they are, well, certainly they don't deserve the same pay. You know, these are ongoing issues. I was even listening to uh, some interview the other day about, I don't remember what it was. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts as I bike and go to the gym or the uh, crystal shop, not the crystal shop, but the place where I cut and polish crystals because I've been back at that the last few weeks. And, uh, and, uh, it was in, it was until I think 1962 that this particular, um, golf club, golf, uh, country club that's famous for its racist history. It had in the wording only golfers 18 and over of the Caucasian race are welcome here. Like in 1962, there oh, it was an interview with a, with a gentleman who recently passed and at this point was retired, but he was a, the first African-American professional golfer admitted to the PGA, the Professional Golfers Association. So, so he, he was talking about that and how he um, couldn't eat in, in the restaurant at the clubs where he played as a professional golfer, all this kind of stuff. Um, but that's not that far back. And then we look at the 70s with the gender issue as far as the patriarchal constructs within society about, you know, do these women have these rights? You know, we, we might think like uh, women getting the right to vote, you know, I guess maybe almost 100 years ago if my math is – if my memory is correct. Um, but within the last century, maybe 80, 90 years ago, and we think that, oh, that's like ancient history. Well, you know, this stuff has just been evolving through different modes ever since, but there's still that – disparity and that judgment of the other, the, 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 the desire to try to control the other, which is based in a misunderstanding of who we really are. It's cultural, it's political, it's intellectual, it's mind-based, which will bring in fear and categorization. So where we are right now as a species, as a collective, is to be, be confronted with the need to evaluate the truth behind what's actually happening on all levels and all scenarios. So what is the truth of this? Now, how this is going to happen is through all different kinds of means. So when we talk about um, race or what we typically think of as race, I mean, I, I tend to think of – I don't tend to think of skin color differences as racial differences. I think that humans are a race and then there are these kind of like subgroups, and that's just, that's just how my mind has decided to work with it. But um, when we talk about what we tend to call race, you are born – with a particular genetic ancestry, whether, you know, predominantly or obviously or apparently one kind of lineage or whether a mix of different kinds of genetic lineages. And we live in a world now where we're confronted by 
people who are not necessarily simply categorizable as this or that. And of course, on all the census and tax forms and uh, all that stuff, <laughs> you know, in, in Western cultures, the, the number of checkboxes will grow and grow and grow, you know, and then certain people won't, don't fit in the boxes and, you know, all these kinds of, these kinds of confusions that come up when we live in the society that's trying to put us in the bell curve, uh, so that we can, you know, be easily addressed and managed and taken care of, you know, through the government. But we're living in this place where regarding gender, you are born a certain way. I'm sorry, regarding race, you are born a certain way. You have a particular skin tone. And certain people, you know, do change that. We have the example of uh, the late, you know, king of pop, Michael Jackson, who really lightened his skin tone in conjunction with plastic surgery to really alter how he appeared. But um, but the, but you're born with a certain skin color, and it's just that way. And so then what you deal with during life is how you fit, where you're empowered, what you know, rights may be apparently or ostensibly or implicitly denied you because of that. But anyway, there's this there's a scenario that you cannot change. Um, regarding religion and politics, you can change that whenever the expletive you want. So we're going to put a put an ellipsis in here and take the first break. This is Tom Jacobs on the Soul's Journey, talking about gender and soul, and I'll be right back after this break. Tom Jacobs, the host of CTR's The Soul's Journey, share insightful perspectives on astrology and spirituality, providing useful tools to help you make life better. Each month, Tom saves his most in-depth analyses for subscribers to his monthly service. Subscribers to tdjacobs.com receive a user's manual for each month when the sun changes sign. The sun's time in that sign, ingresses retrogrades, major aspect patterns, and new and full moons are covered in depth and help you make the most of the present moment. A channeled meditation and a monthly call to pick Tom's brain are included, as are a number of perks, exclusive materials, and savings on his classes and products. Read more and sign up monthly or yearly at tdjacobs.com. Need help getting grounded? What about cleaning up and improving your relationships with your body, money, and others? Energy worker and channel Tom Jacobs infuses crystals with the supportive, clarifying, and empowering energies of Archangel Metatron and Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin. Charged Tiger Iron powerfully engages your first, second, and third chakras, while Charged Red Jasper activates Chakra 2. Users report improved sleep, deepened meditation, increased trust of their bodies, intuition, and spirit guides, better boundaries, and heightened confidence to follow their passions. Included with each charged piece are channeled resources and ongoing support from Tom Jacobs. Get your Charged Crystal at tdjacobs.com. Well, 
welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. Today I'm talking about soul and gender, or gender and soul. And um, just mentioning before the break that if you're born with a certain skin color, as far as race goes, I said there are three main things that we're confronting about the other, race and then politics, religion, and gender. With with race or with uh, different skin tones and, and ethnic features, you know, you fit into you tend you may tend to fit into one category. Or other, this is with you more or less for life. Politics, depending on where you live, you can change it. Religion, depending on where you live, you can change it. With gender, of course, it gets a little complex. You can change it, and so I'm going to talk now about why, like what we're looking at when we talk about somebody who is either doesn't identify with uh, one gender or the other or identifies as both. And I'm not talking about being homosexual versus heterosexual or bisexual. That is actually a separate conversation. We're talking about gender here. And this is, re- this is really, really important. This was inspired uh, in some way or to some degree by listening to a recent podcast from a new NPR podcast called Invisibilia. And often when I listen to that podcast, they present Something It's about the hidden forces that shape our lives and our world. So they talk about things that affect our psychology and our emotional reality, and they focus on specific stories about individuals who exemplify certain themes. And um, this podcast was about um, a person who sw- – this, this podcast uh, segment was about a person who would switch back and forth between identifying as female or male. The person was biologically – uh, born as a male, and then would have these experiences where would switch, and the person would be in a male mode, maybe less verbal, more um, image based, but dif- more difficult uh, thinking or communicating. Or, but it would happen in a particular moment, not like, well, for this year I felt like this, and for these ten years I felt like that. Um, but when a lot of times on that podcast, what I I hear them explain something, and I say, yes, I understand from the soul's point of view why that would happen, and then they bring in a scientific expert to describe things, and I'm always kind of like, oh, yeah, I would love, you know, I would, I would love to be able to, 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 you know, to share that. So, so I'm kind of doing that here. If you've heard that, um, it's called, I think it's called the problem of categories. It was a recent episode, so you can go look that up um, and listen to that. It's, it's really fascinating and really, and really wonderful. And I think um, that idea of putting attention on those hidden things is, is actually what I'm also doing here. Uh, though in a though in a different framework, so um, we have two genders, and then some people are born hermaphroditic or kind of a, a blend or a mix or like like both, right? Um, some men feel like men, some men don't, right? Some women feel like women, some women don't. What we're having from the collective point of view is we're going to have a lot more people saying. Well, yes, these pipes are male, right? This physiologically I'm male, but I don't really get that. I don't identify with that. And that's the situation that we have with two people that I'm going to do the, the overviews soon on the, on the show here of Chelsea Manning, who's a whistleblower from the U.S. military intelligence, uh, uh, born as Bradley Manning. That name would have come up for you. Um, you know, you may be more familiar with that name as opposed to Chelsea Manning, um, how she now prefers to go or be referred to and, and live as. And the other person is is Bruce Jenner, who, of, of course, made a giant name for himself as um, a decathlete in Montreal in 1976 in the Olympics. So he's the epitome of male athleticism at one point in his life. 
and now and he was born in 1949 so now in his in his uh you know mid to late 60s he's starting to discuss this and not in a public way enough that really satisfies um the community that feels like they want like the trans community that seems to want him to just like come out and make a you know, could just come out. He's not doing that because he's like doing it in his own particular way, which I'll explain with his Pluto and Leo on the 10th. I'll, exp- I'll explain that. Um, but anyway, so later in life, he's, he's coming out. And as you heard at the end of December, I did a show, uh, including a karmic profile of George Decay, who at 68 came out of the closet. And I, I, I love these stories of people embracing authenticity even late in life. Um, the Bruce Jenner thing, I'll explain in a, I'll explain in a bit. But anyway, back, back to this notion of soul. Why would a soul have its human self identify as the gender it was not born with the, with the physiological pieces parts, right? Why would that happen? The point is that every human is coming here be, every soul is being born in, over these many thousands or millions of, of human lives and animal lives to learn about what love is, where it comes from, and who's responsible for giving it to whom. Ultimately, to explore becoming the source of love for the self. You know, this can sound like flowery New Age baloney, but this is what's guiding everything that we're motivated to do is to either do something better for ourselves or to pull away from something that's not working for us. Right? It's all about self-love. What it comes down to regarding this gender stuff is acknowledgement and self-acknowledgement, self-validation, admitting that something's not right. So from the soul's point of view, everything that a human experiences is perfect because there are all these different learning modules essentially for the human to learn about what love is, where it comes from, and who's responsible for giving it to whom. So there's also a journey of this thing about self-acknowledgement and self-validation, needing to give the self this acknowledgement and validation where others cannot. This is one level of it. Another level of it is exploring free will, exploring what it costs, what it means, what it feels like to defy a stereotype or a category. That's part of certain people's soul-level mission. Sometimes that's a Uranus story. Sometimes, as we, as we look at with, uh, with Chelsea Manning, Uranus, Pallas Athene, Sun, Saturn, Mercury, Eros, and Lucifer conjunct in Sagittarius, except for Pallas and Capricorn, to square the nodes. <laughs> so there's this thing about identity, freedom, structure. Do I have the right to describe who I am, to, to say who I am? Do I have the right to define you know, what it means for me to be healthy and an adult and you know, to, to make a life for myself? There's all this stuff in there. Um, from the soul's point of view, nothing's a mistake. There are no errors, including being born as one gender and identifying as the other gender. Or and the reason I the, the way that I've talked about this in the past is there's no mistake regarding sexual orientation. I talked about that a long time ago. Um, some show in the archive I did a couple of uh, the logic of soul. I talked about adoption and then and then I talked about homosexuality and bisexuality. From the soul's point of view, it's all about love. How can I validate myself? And so 
uh, it's a really interesting process if you're willing to, or a really interesting experience to have your eyes open to what has occurred in your life, even if it has nothing to do with this theme, by the way, uh, with gender or sexuality, but, but to look at your life through the lens of the soul's logic, there is absolutely no mistake. There's nothing wrong here. I encourage you to do this as far as choices you've made, um, energy, time, emotional investments you've made that you think may, might have failed, uh, things you have given that weren't reciprocated, you know, uh, you know, choices you made that seem to lead down a path of pain or create discomfort. I encourage you to do that with every single thing. But I want you to understand that somebody who is in transition regarding, you know, gender reassignment or even just uh, living as one gender or the other or exploring that, these people are actually having their individual journeys, but they're symbols for the collective about what love is, where it comes from, and who's responsible for giving it to whom. That's all one level. The next level, why would a soul have this experience? Um, soul has no gender. Soul has no sexual orientation. Soul is divine love. So the soul wants us as its human manifestations to connect to it as the source of divine love. In other words, for us, as I mentioned earlier, for us to become the source of love, for each individual to become the source of love in his or her world. Self-acknowledgement, like self-knowledge, acknowledgement, validation, you know, investing in, nurturing who this individual is. The soul wants us to, all souls, divine collective, wants us to evolve or intends, and therefore it's ha going to happen, for us to evolve beyond categories, limitations, labels, and little boxes. Having the identity that comes, or, or, or how do you say this, like a, like putting on this cloak or this big coat um, that exhibits a label of you know, essentially gender stereotypes and the, and the expectations that go with them, it's safe for people who live in the bell curve society where fitting in is, is, it means survival. But less and less are we living in that kind of culture now? Less and less. If I can have a job like this, we're getting beyond categories, stereotypes, and tiny boxes. If I can have a job doing emotional healing work if I can charge crystals, if I can read people's chakras and earn a living and travel to different places and, and teach workshops and open people's hearts, if we can, do, if I can do that, that is an indication that the bell curve is starting to, uh, the bell curve uh, mandate is starting to wane a little bit, starting to wilt a little bit. You are waking up. We are waking up. I'm waking up. Part of this in the collective has to do with observing our reactions to individuals undergoing gender reassignment. It's not going to become epidemic or so widespread that, you know, three out of five people you meet are in that process. Some people will, will, will be in that direction. Some people will feel that's authentic. Other people will simply under, you know, I'm not, I'm talking about the uh, surgical reassignment of the pipes and all that, and all that, the genitalia. Some people will be in that scenario. Other people will not do that, but will be on a hormone uh, regimen that will 
change the certain physiological expressions in a way that will enable them to appear as the other gender, but they won't have their pipes changed. Other people will simply dress as the other gender. Other people, it will come out as exploring sexual orientation or bisexuality or something like that. It's not that, you know, I'm saying it's going to be very widespread, but I'm not talking specifically about gender reassignment. I'm talking about this notion of getting out of black and white categories that, oh, you, man, you, woman, and, oh, because you are man, this is what it means about you. You know, that that is over. That is that is dying. here. And here we have Uranus and Aries freeing us, right? Squaring Pluto and Capricorn from the structures, saying these structures don't work. And it's a, ma- a mass wide scale thing. I've talked a lot of different ways over the last couple of years about what that, what those squares mean. And I'll be doing more so over the next few weeks because the last one is mid March. The seventh of the seven is in mid March and that's a big deal. So the soul wants us to overcome categories. The soul wants us to overcome divisions based on appearances and divisions based on biological or physiological structure. This person in this Invisibilia podcast was tested, and other people have been tested as well in this situation, or, or you know, with this kind of um, living with this situation, and they will test as men, regardless of gender, when they're in that masculine or male mode, on certain uh, psychological and behavioral tests and, and cognitive processing tests, and they will test as females, regardless of gender, when they're in the other mode, and you can watch the change happen, and it can go back and forth. This is where we're headed, is to embrace that we are both male. They were, every single one of us is both male and female, and you know the, the genetic expression of gender is, in fact, a tool of the human consciousness to experience a sense of difference so that we can overcome a sense of difference. So along this logic of soul, religious difference is a tool for people to overcome difference through learning that we are the same. Political difference, the same thing. Gender difference, sexuality difference, right, with uh, um, uh, sexual orientation is what I mean, not sexuality. It's a tool. All these things are tools. And certain souls will stand up in the collective and say, you know what, I'm willing to embody this for my own journey, but also to show you that there's difference. Really interesting stuff if you really think about it. If you look at everything in the everything in human expression through, again, genetics, ability, intelligence, different kinds of intelligence, right? This person having a, you know... Uh, Intellectual intelligence, this person having a strong creative and, and emotional intelligence, you know, different kinds of intelligence. Um, again, sexual orientation, even erotic proclivities and sensibilities, like the ways that people differ, and then politics, and then religion, and then culture. It, you know, all these different things are tools for the divine to explore, for, for divine consciousness or all that is, to explore through human reality a sense of being different because then we're, we may feel separate. We're on the cusp now as a collective of finding out that we're not any different from each other, that this thing is just a language difference. This thing is a, is a taste difference. This thing is cultural. This thing is a religious difference. But we are all in this together. We are all, in fact, the same. 
So these, these different things are coming up, including in conflict and really stirring our fears. You know, anger is always sourced in fear or pain, by the way. And uh, we fear having to experience pain or having to again experience some pain we felt in the past. And so we're angry at, the, at sometimes at things that are different. But also because we have grown up within these boxes, within within the you know structure of the bell curve, and um, what it means to be a man or what it means to be a woman, since we've grown up with all of that, we may f- at times feel challenged by how others label us if we don't fit this. Or we may be challenged by how others label themselves even. So I this uh, one example I'm going to do quickly. We, uh, My girlfriend and I took a, a bike a bike class, a bike building class here here in Tucson at a nonprofit. And um, actually, I'm going to take the second break, and then I'm going to come back and tell that story and a couple others and do the, the Jenner and, Ch- and uh, Chelsea Manning overviews. This is Tom Jacobs on The Soul's Journey. Stick with me. I'll be right back. Tom Jacobs, the host of CTR's The Soul's Journey, share insightful perspectives on astrology and spirituality, providing useful tools to help you make life better. Each month, Tom saves his most in-depth analyses for subscribers to his monthly service. Subscribers to tdjacobs.com receive a user's manual for each month when the sun changes sign. The sun's time in that sign, ingresses retrogrades, major aspect patterns, and new and full moons are covered in depth and help you make the most of the present moment. A channeled meditation and a monthly call to pick Tom's brain are included, as are a number of perks, exclusive materials, and savings on his classes and products. Read more and sign up monthly or yearly at tdjacobs.com. Need help getting grounded? What about cleaning up and improving your relationships with your body, money, and others? Energy worker and channel Tom Jacobs infuses crystals with the supportive, clarifying, and empowering energies of Archangel Metatron and Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin. Charged Tiger Iron powerfully engages your first, second, and third chakras, while Charged Red Jasper activates Chakra 2. Users report improved sleep, deepen meditation, increased trust of their bodies, intuition, and spirit guides, better boundaries, and heightened confidence to follow their passions. Included with each charged piece are channeled resources and ongoing support from Tom Jacobs. Get your charged crystal at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from uh, tdjacobs.com. Uh, and uh, yeah, soul and gender, gender and soul. So I've been kind of going over the uh, the overview of the soul's perspective on gender and how some of these individual journeys get shaped by soul. And, and noting one of the most important things to realize is there's no mistake. There's no mistake. So uh, looking at I want to I want to shift into uh, to looking at the chart of uh, Chelsea Manning, uh, born Bradley Manning. And if you look at the astrology, you'll probably find Bradley Manning. But when I was reading on uh, Wikipedia earlier, just a little bit. 
I kind of had an overview of this person as far as the whistleblower security leaks stuff, just an overview. This this was going down, I guess, maybe 2008, 2009, uh, before I had this resurgent interest in global events and politics, which I've, you know, really doing the show the last uh, two and almost a half years, uh, this show has really sparked that because I, I'm noticing trends in a different way. I'm thinking about global and collective uh, emotional, psychological, political trends in a different way, and I want to address some of those themes. I guess doing the show has really more connected me to my 12th house, uh, you know, Pluto Venus placements, like wanting to help transform through understanding collective issues. So I wasn't listening to the news when all that stuff was breaking as the point. But what, what I noticed is that um, there's a picture of Bradley Manning in a uniform, and then there's a discussion of being – uh, you know, in the direction of transgender, right? Wanting to be called Chelsea Manning, and all of the 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 pronouns in here. Uh, you know, um, he had gone into the military, but then she did this when this happened, because because the individual is chosen to identify this way, and you notice that somebody else somebody has edited the Wikipedia entry. So we're going to see more and more of that. Which oh, anyway, so I was going to tell you the story about this person that we met who is androgynous. Person, I have this um, this sense of being able to tell it's like I have a um, it's like I have some kind of like um, genetic marker radar where I can tell if somebody's transgendered I, you know I have my Venus in the 12th I can just I can just tell I can just I can just tell and and there was there's one person that I wasn't and it was a character in a show we were watching where my girlfriend and I are watching transparent she saw it and thought it was fantastic so we're watching it so it's another way this conversation has been evolving because it's about an older man, I guess he's in his 60s, maybe he's in his 70s, um, who reveals to his three adult children that he is um, uh, has always felt like a woman is now going to begin dressing as a woman. There isn't discussion in that about reassignment, but this is enough fodder within the fam- you know, within the drama of this family story to have you know a series to talk about, even without gender reassignment. But anyway, uh, one of the one of the uh, uh, actors in that show, one of the performers, I couldn't tell, and that was really creepy and weird. But anyway, so we were um, we were at this place taking this class, and there was a person I could tell she was born as a woman, but uh, very obviously dressed and presented as as a man, but still androgynous. This is not a problem for me. I I see this all the time, and I don't mind this at all. But the discussion about what to call this person, and I can't remember. It was like well, it's like calling them they. Calling them they, right? And and my girlfriend and I talked about it a little after one of the days, and I just found myself really annoyed because essentially part of my brain kept thinking in this impatient way, look, if you look like a woman, I'm gonna call you, I'm gonna refer to you as a woman. If you look like a man, I'm gonna refer to you, you know. And this part of me was kind of fighting this. And then also part of my brain was saying, um, well, that's just not grammatically correct. <laughs> anyway, so I, I've even encountered that resistance to kind of a new paradigm looking at it. And there are other – and I can't remember what they are. My my girlfriend could probably quote them for me. But um, different ways of referring – like there's a different new words that have been introduced the last few years to cover people who are in this situation. So, so anyway um, – the reality of it is not an issue for me, but my brain was really hung up on some of the specifics of the language because that would mean I would have to change – A, I would have to change my habit, right? And of course, brains don't want to always change. But B, I would also end up risking being wrong because the category could not be relied upon 
definitively, right? Like if I like if I refer to somebody I I believe is is transgender or is is transvestite, and if I say they, well then if that person very clearly is not in that situation, then I have just made a grammatical error. Now you're going to laugh at this, and this is fine because I'm laughing about it inside, but it's really stupid. But this is what my brain was doing to try not to have to change the definitive category of these labels. So anyway, um, that 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 happened. But anyway. Um, I want to look at Manning's chart here. Um, I'm going to give you give you her data. Uh, December seventeenth, nineteen eighty seven, in Crescent, like Crescent Moon or Crescent Wrench, Oklahoma. There's no birth time. I encourage you not to drop a chart specifically for noon or six a.m. I encourage you to drop a chart with no time, so you don't have any houses, so your brain doesn't get fixated on these details that are not correct, that are pot that are possibly not correct. Um, one of the first things um, to notice is the, the stellium square the nodes. As I mentioned earlier, Lu- the asteroid Lucifer and Eros. Lucifer is about investing in the self, pulling away from the status quo to bring light to be of service. Eros, E-R-O-S, is about passion. It's about sexuality and creativity. Mercury is about having a unique voice right, and what you're interested in, how you communicate and think. Saturn is about defining who you are, and Sun is here, having an ego and shining, and Uranus being free, and Pallas Athene making a stand for an issue or owning who you are and being a wise warrior. All these things are squared in a axis, which says in a bunch of lives, this is a major issue. So in this life, part of this expression is through this conversation about gender and this acknowledgement that, you know, since he was a little boy, he felt like a girl. So that that's that's real. And 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 in the army, Bradley Manning was diagnosed as gender as having gender identity disorder, which my brain wants to call GID. We then giggle, but anyway, you know, identified as GID. Um, but anyway, you know, in this life, it's expressed that way: the need to be free and to break away from confining structures. You know, Saturn, Uranus, Sun together. You know, in Sagittarius, the need to break free and set yourself apart from structure. And, um, and, you know, Chelsea Manning is, is in her late 20s. So she hasn't even been through the Saturn return yet. Notice that Saturn's at 23 Sagittarius. Saturn right now is uh, almost five, about to go retro for its five month period, annual retro period. So what kind of adult do I want to be? That question doesn't even really get processed in an effective way until this first Saturn return around age 28, 29. So, so that's coming up, but, but, <laughs> um, but needing to break free, needing to be free, needing to be authentic, needing to say to the status quo, I might not fit here. Let me go my own way. That's a huge part of this particular soul's journey. Another another detail is Pluto. Um, it may be conjunct moon, but it's definitely conjunct Mars. Uh, Pluto and Scorpio. Now, because I don't have a birth time, that moon could be anywhere from you know, 9 or 10 to you know 20 or 21. If it were at noon – that would be at 15 degrees Scorpio, which is only four degrees away from Pluto. So figure, um, you know, I don't know, till 9 or 10 p.m. at night, if if uh, Chelsea Manning had been born up to that point, this moon would be conjunct Pluto. And that is about needs and nurturing, being empowered through telling the truth about what you feel. And there's a depth with Scorpio, Pluto and moon and Scorpio. There's a depth. There's some truth under the surface that is not obvious to everybody that – you must confront and bring up 
and you know part of this is is regarding uh you know f- being born as one gender but feeling as the other so th- this is a, you know i'm not even talking about whistleblower stuff at all I'm just talking about this this overview of some of these karmic imprints the other thing is southland and virgo um southland and virgo is about being conditioned over time to control things to criticize things to worry about categories north node and pisces is about learning to surrender boundaries learning to in a bad way it's learning to surrender boundaries so you're porous but in a good way it's learning to adapt to the feeling of being part of the fabric of the greater reality around you merging with the truth allowing yourself to be flow to flow and to be guided with what's true as opposed to what your brain can do and what looks like it should be happening some sometimes you know a strong emphasis in earth signs can be a uh you know a real um a thing about expectations and shoulds, you know, re- requiring things to work out in a certain way, and a water a water ruled North Node, a watery Earth uh, North Node is about uh, letting go and relaxing and feeling, sensing into things. So anyway, so um, so moving on to uh, Bruce Jenner, what I what I did with Bruce Jenner's chart, uh, let me give you the data: October twenty eighth, nineteen forty nine, six sixteen a.m. Mount Kisco. New York. That's a uh, Mount, spell out Mount, and then K I S like Sam C O Mount Kisco, New York. And uh, what I did here is I pulled up transits and progressions for February seventh, two thousand fifteen, the date of that car accident in Malibu, uh, in which she was involved, he was involved, um, where there were fatalities, but but Bruce Jenner was not injured. And I just did that because I was curious, and of course, transiting Pluto, retrograding over, sorry, transiting Jupiter in Leo, retrograding over Pluto in Leo in the 10th. And whenever Pluto's in the 10th house natally, a person becomes a symbol publicly of Plutonian issues. And, uh, you know, Pluto in Leo in the 10th, Bruce Jenner went from, um, getting really into athletics as a youngster, because he felt like he didn't really measure up academically and he really did have that urge to excel and that need to be really good at something. Um, and then, of course, Olympic gold medalist setting all these records at this point. And the decathlon, not even just an event, but an event that's 10 events. So definitely you know, very Plutonian symbol of perseverance and accomplishment and being on the top of the – you know, being at the leader of the pack and that kind of thing. Um, to acting – and business and doing all kinds of different things in a, in a multi-leveled and, and, and varied career. Lots of Pluto and Leo stuff being seen as a Plutonian figure in many ways. He also says, from when I was a, a young child, I felt like I was a girl. Of course, then later a woman. So uh, this has been tabloid material, but some things are starting to come out that make it apparent that Something is going on as far as either a transition or a transition in one way or the other. So, um, but Jupiter makes something big or loud. And, uh, so this is, this rumor had been happening before this car accident. But with all the media attention on the car accident, sometimes there were these comments of, oh, and Bruce Jenner was recently in the news for this rumor. And so more and more people are going to be looking up, is Bruce Jenner transitioning you know like more and more people so it's kind of like it kind of like a retrograde jupiter passing over your Pluto in the 10th you did not intend to become famous for this thing 
<laughs> and that that's kind of how I see this. Um, but anyway, regarding uh, regarding karma, this is a great setup from Soul saying we don't really like all humans need to evolve beyond categories. South Node in Libra in the twelfth. It's very energetically sensitive. There's create there's creativity. There's artistry. There's energetic emotional sensitivity, and it's conjunct series. Well, but widely series um, or by extension series. But Mercury and Neptune and Pallas. Also, Pallas is in the 11th, but Neptune in the 12th. So this is about connecting with the things that defy category, living multidimensionally, feeling beyond logic. So somebody with this chart signature might be a mystic in a world of accountants or an artist in, um, you know, feeling surrounded by academics, you know, or, or, um, you know, somebody very gentle and kind and thoughtful in a world full of people who are stuck up in their brains and checked out. And so, um, a 12th house Venus signature can indicate your Venus needing to operate beyond category. And this is why, you know, I talked about this with, I think I talked about this with when Hal Barr was on the show a few weeks ago, because when he came to my house and, and, uh, did a reading for me in November, and then he did the show with me in early January, and he's coming back. Uh, in mid-March, by the way, about the about the eclipse, the, the Pisces eclipse. Um, but but I said something. He said something about how when he would go to the gym, all these macho hetero guys assumed he was hetero, which he's not. And I am hetero, but all these people have, over the course of my life have assumed that I'm gay and I'm not. It didn't bother him. He found it amusing. But his situation, but my situation did bother me. Even like a girlfriend in college who figured I was about to come out at any moment. You know, it's like, no, it's, that's not happening. But anyway, Venus in the 12th, your Venus works in a Neptunian way, which doesn't have the same linear logical constraints. So it's actually not surprising to me to see this Libra in the 12th south node with this Neptune here, with Jenner saying, yeah, I, I've always felt that way. I've always felt that way. So we don't know what, what, what name she's going to choose and when this is going to happen or how it's going to work, but we'll find out. And, uh, you know, the process of becoming a p- publicly Plutonian figure of gender transformation is the, apparently the next phase, assuming Jenner goes through sexual or sur- surgical sexual reassignment, uh, gender reassignment. But, 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 you know, another phase of being a Plutonian figure in public, this personal expression, Leonine, this is actually who I really am, that theme and that thread. The next phase, you know, in his mid to late sixties, the next phase of that happening. So I, I just find it really, I find it really fascinating when people show up as who they really are, even when they go against the expectations, especially when they go again. George Takei coming out of the closet, um, you know, even other people who have like radically changed their political views late in life, like that interests me too. You know, being being aligned with something or apparently aligned with something, and then having a radical change. I'm, I'm always interested in that because I love the uranium plutonium transformative stories. So that is the uh, the bulk of the show. Thanks again for joining me. You can subscribe to the archive of the show through tdjacobs.com for a yearly rate, or you can get a few episodes as you scan the 117 episodes. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and get a new episode every week. And uh, the subscriber service to my site, which has monthly info, a user's manual in-depth every month, the new Pisces material was released earlier today. You can get that through subscribing through tdjacobs.com. Thanks for joining me, and I'll talk to you live again next week. 
You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology and soul, inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com. 